ותשובה, ותפילה, ותשובה, וצדקה, מעבירים את רוע הגזירה. The phrase of תשובה, תפילה, צדקה, that removes the bad gzerot that befall us, is probably the most famous phrase in תפילת ימים נוראים. The question we need to ask ourselves is whether these three different forms of avodat Hashem represent three independent ways of wiping out the roah ha or is there some relationship to them? We might see them as three independent ways, three independent tracks of simply expressing our relationship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In the same way as within the dispute between the Rambam and the Ramban, in reference to Ula'ovdo Becholevavchem, what constitutes an expression of Avodat Hashem? The Ramban points out that there are three different forms of Avodat Hashem. Tefillah, Korbanot, and Talmud Torah. And seemingly, each of those is an alternate track to the other, where a person might choose to express his Avodat Hashem in one way, another person in another way. Is Avarat Roa Gezeira in a similar thing, that there is coincidental ways, but no relationship between them? Or is there something more significant in that relationship of tshuva, tefillah, utzdaka, ma'avirimit ra'agazira? When we try to analyze what is it about these three forms of behavior, these three actions, that have the capacity of being ma'avir ra'agazira, we have to begin with trying to understand the tshuva. What occurs within tshuva? We've spoken about it in some of our previous shiurim to, what, to some extent. But the bottom line, tshuva means returning, being shav ta'akadosh baruch. And when the Rambam comes to describe what occurs to the person within tshuva, the Rambam writes as follows in Perak Bet, the process of tshuva entails repeated crying out, expressing the sense of asking mercy from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, tachanunim, to forgive us for what we've done. And a person makes every possible effort to distance himself from that which he sinned with. To take away temptation. To contend with temptation. To remove himself from a certain way of life. But then the Rambam adds, And maybe in the extreme cases, a person literally changes his name, Klomar, Ani acher ve'eni oto ha'ish she'asa otam ha'ma'asim u'meshane ma'asav kulam le'tova u'lederech yeshava. Person within the process of tshuva is basically attempting to change himself. To come and say, previously 
I was X and today I'm Y. I am no longer that person whom I was previously. I have changed. And as we said, in the extreme cases, it requires or uses the tool of literally changing one's name. The effect, the psychological impact, when a person identifies himself, he is no longer Shimon, but now he is Ruvain. That makes a world of difference. Ruvain's world is a different world than that of Shimon's. Shimon was a person who was involved in all kind of problematic behavior. But I, Ruvain, I only do good deeds, proper actions of Avodot Hashem. At the root of tshuva is the change of man to such an extent that he is no longer identified as the person he was before the process of tshuva, but rather he is a completely new person. That change, that different person, capacitates the change of the deen which he receives from HaKadosh Baruch. How does that work? Before we answer that, let's try to deal with the next question. What about the tefillah? How does tefillah have the capacity of ha'avarat roa ha'gezerah? In a famous piece of Rav Yosef Albo's in Sefer Ha'ikarim, Chalak Dalet, Perkyud Chet, Rav Albo deals with the interesting question of what is tefillah meant to achieve? If tefillah is meant to change something in God, was that not before Kaddish Baruch Hu, before my tefillah? And here, Rav Albo takes an approach which says as follows. Our idea, therefore, is... I'm reading from an English translation of Sefer Karim. Our idea, therefore, is that when a benefit is determined in favor of anyone, it is conditional upon a certain degree of right conduct. This must be taken to be a general principle as regards to the promises of the Bible. In the same way, when a certain evil is determined upon someone, it is also conditional upon his being wicked in a certain degree or being predisposed to it. And if the degree of wickedness or predisposition thereto changes, the predetermined event or fate changes also, necessarily, for the better or for the worse. Avalbo sets a basis on which we can approach tefillah. When a, we are dealing with Gezerot HaKadosh Baruch and we're asking for refuah because we or someone else are sick, we're asking for parnasa. The premise is that the Gezerot, the decisions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, are all conditional to the state in which the person is. If that situation changes, so too will be that which HaKadosh Baruch Hu determines for that person. And later on, continues Rav Albon states, In this way, repentance benefits a wicked man, for through repentance, he becomes another person, as it were concerning whom no such decree was made. Why 
does tshuva remove roa hagezera? Because tshuva has changed this person. He is no longer Shimon. He is in essence Reuven. Or he is no longer Shimon Y. He is Shimon X. He is a different person. And as such, he deserves a completely different set of considerations and a completely different Gzardin. Consequently, the Gzardin, the Roa HaGezerah that existed before, no longer applies to him. It applies to that original Shimon. But that original Shimon no longer exists. The new Shimon deserves something different. And then continues a bit later of Albo. In this way, it is clear that prayer and right conduct help to prepare the person to receive the good influence or to nullify that the evil that has been decreed concerning him because he changes from the evil state in which he was. What happens in tefillah, says Ravalbo? Tefillah changes the person. It doesn't change a Baruch Hu. It doesn't affect a Baruch Hu. Tefillah affects the human being. Tefillah, without getting into a lengthy discussion at the moment about it, tefillah creates a situation where this person's emuna, his commitment, his connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu has been reinforced. He is stronger. He is therefore more committed to Kiyum Torah Mitzvot. He is no longer the person he was previously. He is a new person. And therefore, says Ravalvo a bit later, from this it is clear that prayer and right conduct are always helpful in nullifying a defined decree. Our rabbis also say the cry of prayer is good for a man both before the divine decision and after. Tefillah, calling out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, changes man in the same way that tshuva changes him. He is no longer the person who had a particular decree becoming to him. He is a new person who has to be judged or has been judged differently. Because we can speak of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's din on Rosh Hashanah or any other time as one that works on options. And depending on where that person stands or whom that person is, then there will be different good or bad that befalls him. Utfilah ma'avira et roha Clearly, according to Rav Albo, we can see that tshuva and tefillah are fundamentally one and the same. They are both means of changing oneself and through that change, creating a circumstance in which the bad decrees no longer apply and, on the other hand, one might be deserving a far better decree. Can we fit tzedakah into this picture? Rav Salvechik in Kol Dodidofek has a section in which he speaks about Eov. And the whole process that Eov goes through after all his suffering, his attempts to understand and contend with the ways of a Baruch Hu, 
until he comes to his final recognitions, which lead him to receive some of the good that he had had before. And in reference to that Eov, or more accurately, the claims of HaKadosh Baruch Hu towards that Eov, writes Rav Salavechik, Chasralecha ota midat chesed hagdola b'shnei muvanim. Baruch Hu says to Eov, you were lacking the midah of chesed in two ways. Aleph, me'olam lo nasata be'ol ha'tzibur ve'lo hishtatafta b'tzarato v'yagano. You never partook. You, know, you, were never, you, never, you would never partake. You never took part of, with the suffering, the hardships of the public. You were detached. You were a rich man. You were buffered. When others were hungry, you had what to eat. You could buy out anyone who wanted to cause you trouble. You didn't sense or participate in the suffering of others. But the second point, bit. You didn't sense, you didn't feel the suffering of the individual who suffers. And then he continues, Salvechi continues to elaborate on this and states, As a good-hearted person, so you had a momentary mercy when you came across an orphan. Kesef rav hayalecha, velo chasarta klum, kshinatata nadava haguna. You were very rich. It didn't make a difference to you, even if you pulled out a hundred dollar bill and gave it to some poor person. It didn't hurt you in any way. You were a good person, so you gave. Omnam chesed, mashmauto mekifayotel, misentiment cholef. But chesed? has a much deeper meaning than a momentary sentiment. Miragshanut zola, cheap emotionality. Chesed tovea yoter midim'arigit. Chesed demands more than a moment of tears. Mimatbea kara, than giving a cold coin. Chesed perusho, the significance, the meaning of chesed. Hitmazgut im hazulat. What is true chesed? We can summarize it in one word. Empathy. Chesed means becoming one and identifying, feeling that which your fellow person is suffering and going through. Identifying with his pain. Feeling responsibility for his destiny. Empathy. Says, technically, you did many things. Technically, you went through many actions of chesed, but you were lacking the true essence of chesed, the essence of empathy. And in the long run, says Rav Salvechik, when does Kadesh Baruch Hu give Eov back that which he took from him? When he learns to empathize to feel, to be part of the tzibur. If we take this piece and we ask ourselves, what is it that is meant Clearly it doesn't mean giving another few coins into this tzedakah box, or another few coins 
to the other tzedakah box. Those are nice things. But they're only worthwhile if they generate a sense of identification with the true hardship of the poor. A state of mind where we look and constantly ask ourselves, how can we improve their situation? When we identify, we feel the hurt that they feel. That is true. Tzedakah, which is capable of being ma'avir at Roa is a tzedakah that sensitizes a person to his surroundings, to other people. A person who goes through a process of giving tzedakah and becoming that much more sensitive to his fellow person, once again, he is no longer the person that he was before. If previously he was callous, he was capable of going past a poor person, maybe giving him some money, but not really feeling that hardship which the Ani is living through. And now he gives true tzedakah, a tzedakah that is accompanied with empathy. He is no longer Shimon. He is now a Reuven. He is a different person. If we look at this picture in totality, the conclusion is that can be said in a different form. The change of man, changing oneself from a wrongdoer, an evil person, an insensitive person, to a sensitive, committed person, that changes whom you are, changes the decree that you are deserving of, and is ma'avir, the Roa Gezeira, because the person whom the Roa Gezeira applied to no longer exists. Yes, I think that we can suggest that there is a relationship. These are all forms of changing one's personality, one's whole being. Yes, each is a different form, but they have the common denominator of change, the power of change. But let's say something that takes it one step further. The order. Is it coincidental? I suggest to you that not. Tshuva, predominantly, as we saw in one of our previous shiurim, is focused on ben adam lamaku. Tshuva cannot take its effect until a person has apologized to anyone he's hurt, and so on. The tshuva focuses on the idea of ben adam lamakum. At the other end, there is tzedakah. Tzedakah, yes, it's a mitzvah. And in a certain sense, there's an element of avodat Hashem. But the essence of tzedakah, and definitely that which we spoke about, the true chesed, the true tzedakah, being an element of empathy, it's something that dwells within the range of Ben Adam Lachavir. The world of Bnei Adam. Tshuva pertains to the changes that need to take place in the realm of Ben Adam Lamakom, while Tzdaka deals with that change of person in the realm of Ben Adam Lachavir. In between the two sits Tefillah. We've already mentioned through Rav Albo 
that tefillah is clearly an act of avodat Hashem, it is clearly something that is focused on the Bain Adam Lamakom. And if we accept what was said previously, that tefillah changes man in the sense that it reinforces his emuna in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then tefillah is truly a change in the realm of Bain Adam Lamakom. But when we look at tefillah deeper, a proper tefillah cannot isolate the community. A proper tefillah is one that is said in Lashon Rabim, in the plural, is focused on the needs of others. In proper tefillah, I have to empathize with others. Proper tefillah is said betzibur, bemakom hatzibur, the place where the tzibur gather. I need to connect with the tzibur for my tefillah to be the ideal tefillah. The tefillah that the Gemara says is heard at all times. If that is so, what we can say is that tshuva is the expression of change bin Adam Lamakum. Tefillah begins in the place of bin Adam Lamakum. That is the direction. But to achieve it, man recognizes that his relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu can only be changed and improved when he develops his relationship with society. Bein Adam Lachavero, and he perfects that change of Bein Adam Lachavero with the world of Tzedakah and Chesed. When a person can put together Tshuva, Tfila, Utzedakah, then he has truly changed himself in such a way that there is nothing left of that previous person. None of the Roa Gezeira applies to him, to him, and therefore, Utfila, Utshuva, Utfila, Utsdaka, Ma'avirin, Et Roa Gezeira.